I just want to say, I just want to uh, immediately, I, this is going to be this sort of podcast. I hope you all know that. But, like, the, the feedback regarding the jingle, like, we're hearing you, but we're not listening. Because, like, we've decided we were play, we were playing the song um, no matter what tonight, uh, even though I did have a, a, a small, there was a small meeting of minds prior to this uh, as to whether we would, but we decided to play it. So I hope you enjoyed it. There's two of you still with us. Um, <laughs> anyway, Was there a small be... meeting of minds or a meeting of small minds? Well, well, we'll let, let the fans decide that. Uh, it's going to be like that, is it? Uh, All two of them. Not, it's <laughs> going to be like that. Well, welcome everyone to Friday Night Lights for the second time this season. Whoop, whoop. That's right. Get your get your streamers out. Get your uh, what, what would you have? Would you have? Um, I don't know. Glow sticks? Is this like a rave? I don't know. Um, but we'll, we'll stick with it anyway. Joining me tonight, we're this is our eighteen seventy two special. Uh, 
we we kind of decided, obviously, we thought about just taking the the festive period off, but those of us with families were like, oh, we really, really need to get back to actually speaking about rugby and escape those family duties. So uh, here we are. <laughs> Craig's nodding for those on audio. <laughs> and Ian has a massive glass of whiskey. Um, anyway, joining me tonight, yes, it is Ian Hay. Ian, welcome. Merry Christmas. And uh, yeah, well, welcome to the podcast tonight. Hi. <laughs> I love Christmas. Christmas is great. You you strike me as a, a denier who actually does quite like some of the some of the traits of Christmas, but you you uh, you, you put on a grumpy face to try and get through. Uh, it. I do have my Nakatomi Corporation Christmas party. You do. I noticed that. Um, yeah, yeah, I did note that. That's a very good T-shirt. So... Like, I, have a, I have a lot of meat. I've eaten a lot of meat. Uh, there's been giant Yorkshire puddings with meat. In them. So. I get banned from buying the giant Yorkshire puddings. I was very upset. About buying? Them. Oh, we've made them. Yeah, I know. I would normally make them as well, but there was, there was efficiency, efficiencies needed to be. Right, well, over to the East Coast. Um, we are also, of course, joined tonight by Craig Manson. Craig, Merry Christmas. How the hell are you, sir? Merry Christmas. I am absolutely happy-go-lucky. Happy go lucky. Well, in the middle of uh, three weeks um, holiday stroke garden leave, where I will no longer be a vacuum salesman, Ian. Thank you very much. Uh, tell you what, just just as an aside, before we before we get into the right the right uh, topic for tonight's podcast, how good is gardening leave? By the way, like uh, are you, are you loving it, Greg? Uh, well, to be honest, it's not really a major garden leave because garden leave is usually like you're not allowed to go and join another company because you're going to join a, a company that does a similar thing. And unfortunately, uh, I'm doing something, going to, I haven't haven't actually told anyone yet because I'm just going to keep it under my hat, but I am going to do something completely different. So uh, still selling, but just completely different. So it's, uh, yeah, happy-go-lucky. I, 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 stuff that's, uh... What are you saying, Ian? There's some MI5 stuff you're getting involved with. Yeah. Oh, MFI, MI5. I, was gonna, I thought you said MFI. I was thinking, hang on a minute, I'm going to sell kitchens. Uh, he's, he's not selling sofas. <laughs> he is selling sofas. Uh, I actually got gardening leave from my first graduate job, and it was because they were scared of what I would, what I would do for the four-week notice period that I had, because uh, my resignation letter was that aggressive. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, apparently, I, did, I didn't necessarily burn my bridges uh, as napalm them with, you know, <laughs> with a dusting of nuclear waste <laughs> just to make sure. Uh, yeah, that was... I, I haven't burnt my bridges because um, I have left on good terms. But uh, Excellent. Well, that is very uh, mature a... of you, Craig. Well, uh, I am so a very mature person. <laughs> so, so, some of us at that point in our life were less inclined to uh, keep those bridges standing. But uh, anyway, we're here for 1872. Um Review preview. Um, try saying that five times fast. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have a look at the the Scotsdon uh, washout. Um, just a wee minute, uh, but and then obviously we'll have a wee chat about what we expect to happen tomorrow night at the Big Coast. First of all, um, Craig, let, let, let's just talk about 33,000 ticket sales so far for the Big Coast. Um. Yeah, I mean, record-breaking 1872, uh, Ian's pulling faces for those on audio. Um, I mean, that's that's yeah, an amazing thing. Again, if you could just get half of those 
half of those thirty three thousand to turn out, you would you'd be able to upgrade the gazebo, wouldn't you? Um, so is this is this so we'll start this first of all. Um, we're going to start off with just pure abuse about the gazebo. That when, was quite abusive, yeah. When, when <laughs> you know, you looked at the flapping, the flapping tent-like area that was Scottsdale this uh, last weekend, <laughs> um, and half of the, and and how miserable half the Glasgow fans were that they didn't actually have anywhere to hide under. Well, um, I wasn't standing, Craig, so I had the worst of it. And do you know what? The funny thing was, we didn't even stand in the standing section because it was that badly designed that we actually stood like. Ten meters further round, and we got a better view. And our, it was just, at, it was just at least our gazebo has something on top of it to keep you dryish. <laughs> it does, so, it does. Um, so, but no, um, and and the gazebo was going to be uh, well and truly filled with um, fans on the same day as well, which is going to be interesting. Exciting, of course, yeah, because we've um, got the, the the first the first ever fixture of uh, Glasgow Warriors women versus Edinburgh Rugby women. It's going to be that's going to be a momentous occasion, and really, I saw obviously the teams were released today. First time we've done a double team release yeah. uh, for an eighteen seventy two. Incredible t- and really exciting times, isn't it, Greg? It really is. It really is, um, and 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 there's players out there that are getting the the opportunity um, that they deserve, um, and um, very very excited about it. And it should be should be a good day. So so yeah, um, excited to for the big crowd. The big crowd looks great, and and hopefully we'll get a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of atmosphere in the big bowl. Um, even though it's not really a home fixture, but anyway, that's a different story. Um, <laughs> and uh, and also the the, the big th- we're going to go down early, and we're into uh, the hive to watch uh, Edinburgh v Glasgow women. So uh, yeah, it's going to be fantastic, absolutely fantastic. That, well, that's the thing, Ian. I think a lot of a lot of fans, you know, it's that thing where they're trying to make the showcase out of both events, and I think a lot of fans will try to get over quite early. So you know. Do you expect the hive to be bouncing for the for the women's game? Well, it's something that I've been well, not just me. I'm not going to take all credit for it, but it's something like if you want to expand the women's game, like why not have that on? Uh, you know, have uh, I think yeah. there was, recently there was a sort of cup finals day. It's like why not have it all at the same time? Yeah, totally. um, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's going to be a bit like you said. It's it's a landmark occasion. Um, unfortunately. I, I can't be there. I'm going to miss all of the sport uh, because I'm working. Uh, uh, but there's, you know, it's, it's a good opportunity for um, those who, the, the players in the Premiership who you know, aren't getting the exposure in the national team or haven't moved down to England because England seems to be only route for uh, Scottish yeah. uh, female players to, to really progress in their career right now. Um, yeah, this is this is a, a massive step up for the massive opportunity. Uh, you know, I'm sure Craig's delighted. There's a, a good few Stirling County players in there. They're now two-time champions, um, <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, I think it should be a, a fantastic occasion. Thirty, I mean, it's really thirty-three thousand tickets. Thirty-three thousand tickets yeah. are sold so far. Yeah, is that actual sold or is that like SRU actual, sold? actual sold? No, actually, that's. <laughs> That is purchase tickets. Um, it's interesting, Craig, as well, and it's one of the things we've talked about in the pod- podcast before that we're already seeing. Um, so we've we've seen a few players 
released from short uh, on short term contracts to come back. So Ed- Edinburgh, I've got one in particular. Um, you know, internationals released from England to come back and play in the the Edinburgh side. And we did speculate whether that would be something that was quite attractive to international players, uh, mm. to who guys that are returning from from injuries or you know wanting to just get a run in in, in the side. Um, it's already proving attractive even before the first fixtures even played. That, 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 that this has got so much potential. It's it's going to be very exciting. It really does, you know. You, you you've got well, actually, you, we've got quite a few um, in the Edinburgh squad. You I'm, certainly I'm sorry, do, yeah. I'm, a few I'm, names I'm, popped up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to, to say I've not gone through the Glasgow squad as as um, forensically, but um, you know we've got uh, um, Nicole Marlowe um, come up on a, a special loan from Cardiff Met. Um, we've got uh, Nicola Haynes from Saracens. We've got Fiona McIntosh from Saracens. We've got Gemma Bell from Hartbury University. Um, we've got um, Panash Mozambi uh, from the Exeter Chiefs, um, uh, Jenny, and Jenny uh, and there's and Jerry Maxwell. Uh, yep, yeah, um, you know, so so there's 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 a lot of um, uh, a lot of talent coming back to take part and play in it. Um, but also, you, you've got some fantastic up and coming uh, players um, that are coming through the um, uh, the, the academy. Um, that are going to be playing as well. Um, a, a big shout out to uh, Molly Pullman, who's on the bench, but um, uh, it's one to watch. She's an absolute um, demon of a player in the loose uh, for being a, a, a being a prop. Um, and also, um, you know, you've you've got some players who play in the prem who may have ambition, but. Uh, haven't really got the opportunity yet um, that are getting the chance to go and play for Edinburgh um, or Glasgow, and they can then show themselves at a higher level of rugby and see see if you know see if they're going to sink or swim. It's it's really really great great opportunity. Great, it, it absolutely is, and I think it's a great um, the the setup that you know the again it speaks to the way the women's game is currently set up that clubs are willing to, you know, loan out players and, and kind of shift players around around to make sure that people are getting game time. Um, let's talk, Ian, I know you're very excited about this, the strips. Um, obviously, the, the, the strips have been released. Um, you know, both teams, we talked right at the start of this about, obviously, the alignment with the pro sides means fans have got a more recognisable brand to get behind straight away. But obviously, we're expecting bespoke strips for both teams and the Glasgow one in particular Ian has got your your heart racing I believe it is it's you know I, I love a strip that has a wee bit of an AT screensaver look about it so it's, it's kind of the <laughs> faded block thing from the bottom um, they've even uh, I can't mind where it was but the, there was a little sort of exclamation at the bottom saying please note due to lack of availability this strip is not available for purchase yeah. Yeah. I could be like you know, folk at me look at that going, no, that's a top. Yeah, because it's much nicer than the one we have. It's, 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 it's a gorgeous strip. It's a very nice strip, and I think it's one of those ones as well that you know. Obviously, we look at the the fiasco during, um, during you know the the, the Mary Mary Earps situation where you know Nike didn't release the the goalkeeper top for the England women football. Um, and yes, I'm not suggesting that Glasgow Warriors. Or Edinburgh rugby is in the same category as that at, at this point, but you know that's where we want women's sports to be going to. People yeah, the, should be able the, to buy the real strip. issue with that was that um, Joey Barton had put in so many pre-orders 
Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what I'm led to believe, yeah. <laughs> you get bodied with Scott Brown, mate. Like, well, shop. Yeah, like, I don't I will, even think, I think Scott Brown's rubbish. I don't think I don't think the uh, yeah I don't think it's a topic necessarily that our uh, our Patreon oh, listeners will not fitting in regardless. Uh, regardless, yes, I think um, it's a very exciting occasion. Um, I'm, I for one will be making sure I'm in front of the television. Um, um, I just want to say that uh, just on your chat about strips, um, that the Edinburgh one's very Bristol beersish. Is it okay? Um, it's very uh, very diamondy. Um, at the top and everything, it's uh, um, yeah, looking good actually. The reason like I know it, yeah. the reason I know more about it is the fact that um, Adele Ferry, who uh, was um, was a Howe Fife player as well, um, uh, she was she was pictured in the picture, she was in the picture oh, for the nice. launch, so um, it was pretty cool to see. So, um, yeah, she's she's on the bench for uh, tomorrow, so um, but uh, yeah, the, the, the top's uh. Bright orange. I have to say, it's a far better. I wish it was in the way top for the men because, as well, because it's a far better than the the jammies that um the away top is for the men. You know. And ju- so just to pick up, pick up on that. that. Sorry, sorry. And just to pick up on that point, Craig, what what you've just said there uh, regarding you know obviously you've got representatives of club sides who are then in their the Edinburgh rugby gear or their Glasgow Warriors gear representing. Uh, the the you know the pro club if you will, mm. it, it's very exciting for young players. You know we've always talked about you know seeing seeing people that come from your club representing um, bigger pro clubs, but also then representing your club in that that jersey. Like that, that the, the women's game has got such an opportunity just now to to really capitalise on that. Very much so, and I think I, I think that's where. You know, maybe the men's game will go again towards um, further down the line because if they if they are eventually getting rid of the super six, because it's allowing people to you know see, um, for example, you've got both Molly and, and and Adele who are both in the squad who are both have well Molly especially has come through the Howard Five Youth System um, and then uh, went on to went into the academy went on to play for Watsonians. Um, Adele, who came to us when she was at Dundee University, um, and or, and and then um, came through the How Harlequins, and then went on to play for um, uh, Christoph and Cougars. So it's 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 so you've got there's there's two clubs each that are yeah. going to have um, going to have interest in and in going supporting those the, the team, and I think it just gives some some just as you say it's a little less. Uh, they're a little bit less um, untouchable, um, you know. People can people know who they are, where the you know that the, the, they've been within the club system, and 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 also the, the the usual thing of eventually, hopefully, there's going to be club walls with Edinburgh shirts or Glasgow shirts on them that have got well, the, the, well, the team players it. in them. You know? This is it, and we've we've all been in clubhouses around the country where you've got you've got those those things for the men's game, so. It's it's a huge opportunity for the women's game. Um, so yeah, I mean, really excited for 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 the event at the weekend. Obviously, it's the it's the precursor to the men's eighteen seventy two. Let's take ourselves back a week, Ian. I've just about dried out after uh, <laughs> what was a sodden <laughs> night at Scotsland. Uh, the weather was horrendous. 
Um, both myself and Ian have rewatched the game tonight as we're, we're on our on our uh, group chat. We've been exchanging notes about what part of the game we were at. Um, let, let's let's go back to the, the the first fixture. You know, Glasgow got the win. Um, you know, three tries to one. A very comfortable performance, despite the fact Edinburgh were leading up to like the 60th minute. Yeah, Edinburgh seemed to um, like after the like Glasgow took lead with the penalty. Edinburgh then you know, had a good bit of field possession and Dominance got the try, but for a lot of the time they kind of huffed and puffed and then went nowhere. Yeah, um, you know, there's one particular. Phase, I think Schumann had, t- had taken a ball deep into 22, and then you know, a few phases later, they're 25, 30 metres back. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like you said, it was absolutely manky conditions. I mean, I was I was watching it maybe a few minutes behind because I'd just finished work. I kept on looking at the window, like, when's this going to come down my way? Um, uh, but no, Glasgow looked just far more comfortable. Edinburgh. Like, like I said, you know, they, they got a few good forward rumbles going on, but if anything started to go wide, nothing. <laughs> they stopped. Um, they, they made very little. 12-13 had no impact, basically, on the game. And Ben Healy had... I mean, you know what you kind of get with Healy? He would be a more conservative tactical 10, and you'd think those conditions would suit him, but uh, made a couple of errors and like it was just really failed to fire any kind of shots. I felt well, well, that was the point I was going to make to Craig. I think you know, from from first view, Ben Healy, Ben Healy had, you know, he had an average game and whisper it. That was for me, that was the sort of game where BK 15 might have really, really benefited Edinburgh in that space. Edinburgh looked quite disjointed in terms of the structure they were trying to play, especially in the first half. Um, what, what, what was your take on it? Um, <clears throat> Edinburgh were disjointed in their attack because Glasgow wouldn't let them play. And, and, yeah. and as uh, you know, you've, we've gone from an incredibly attacking coach um, with that that then we have a defensive coach who kind of covers things but really we're, we're a stronger team in attack than we are in defence to now we've brought in Sean Everett who is talking about um, solidifying up the, the, oh. the performances with the with the team players with with um, you know making them more hardy making them stronger this and that the other and 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 so defensively we were pretty good on on uh, on the night on the Friday night um until we lost a player and then Glasgow went blitzkrieg and and and, and went all, went you know came at us and and made it you know and this is the thing this is where Edinburgh you know, Glasgow go down a man. Edinburgh probably only score one try in that ten minute period, whereas Glasgow scored two, um, and and took advantage of it. Um, or did they score two? Two in the they, did, they did yeah. score two during the yeah they did so, yeah absolutely. So I think I think for me it's it's a mixture of two things. I think there's a I think Edinburgh are have to be careful that they don't slip into this um, starting to play a South African style of rugby. Um, 
without the without the real bludgeoning um, horribleness that comes with South African rugby. Um, and they don't have the players to be um, maybe, what's the word, um, uh, statistically good. As in, they're not all eighty percent players. Or you know, they'll have a they'll have a hundred percent game one day, and then they'll maybe have a seventy percent game the other day. Um, and then the other thing is, um, they came up against a very very organised Glasgow defence who did not let them breathe at all. And that's where Healy. I, I think that's what made Healy look average. Um, yeah. I don't. I, I don't think you know slow delivery from nine, withstanding. Um, in a second, Craig, Healy, sure. Healy, um, Healy just looked average because he was shut down a lot. He had and he and he had two. You know, Matt Curry, I think, is a is a find. I think he's a very very good centre, but Lang still hasn't proven himself to me yet. And and yeah. and and you know, Lang's Lang's a contact twelve. He, he likes to go into contact a lot, but unfortunately, when you've got um, uh, Glasgow players who are, who are going to be on the ball as quick as they they can be, um, that's not always the best thing. So yeah, it's it's been difficult. As, as, so I'll be honest with you. As you were describing Sean Everett, I absolutely panicked because I was in Danny Wilson Glasgow there for a second because that was the sort of statements he made when he came into Glasgow, and I just got a, I genuinely got a wee bit of PTSD. Um, it was quite quite upsetting for me. Um, Ian Craig's identified Glasgow's defence. Um, it was like having watched the game back. Obviously, at the stadium, you don't get the same feel for what that defensive structure looks like. But watching it back, that defensive performance was. And Glasgow, you know, when you're seeing actually the the way that Glasgow are defending this season, it is absolutely outrageous. That that blitz defence is crazy. Yeah, the the line speed has been incredibly impressive, um, yeah. and I think. Uh, I mean, the the back row that's selected for tomorrow's game. I mean, surely it's. I mean, some of it is injury enforced. Yes, but it's probably just going to get worse. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, one one thing I thought with Edinburgh, and like you said about Danny Wilson there. See for Glasgow's first try. When I look at that, Edinburgh defended so placidly. They, they were they were just like kind of slowly drifting across, and then all of a sudden Josh McKay makes one wee break, and then this. I thought Josh McKay was excellent. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I would, I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I thought he was, I thought he was man of the match by a long way. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, you, Glasgow backline. <laughs> I mean, we've seen Edinburgh sign their two world class wingers on extended contracts. <laughs> Glasgow at the moment are like wingers. What are those? We don't have any at the moment. Well, well it's interesting. Just, just inter- it's interesting because Franco Smith actually said before the game, "I don't mind having Hugh Jones in the wing because it gives me three centers and it's something I fancy trying." And you're like, well, "What?" They, they were spinning about all over the place. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I think. I think also though that. Sorry, sorry. On you go, Ian. On you go. No, no, total rugby. Quick, you called it. Yeah, but I, I understand that. But but then you know. What came across to me was the fact that Franco Smith um, has done his homework on Edinburgh, yeah. and whereas Sean Everett came across as he hadn't done his, he thought he could just bludgeon Glasgow's defence to death. But then you've got people like, like, don't get me wrong, Duhan van der Merwe is a very, very, very good winger. Yeah. The problem is somebody's got in his head somewhere, and I don't know who it has been, 
where he, he's always looking to step now and coming coming exactly. inwards. Exactly. Yep. Now, okay, fair enough. I've, I've got I've got when I'm coaching, I've, I I want my wingers to 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 show show that they're going on the outside and then step in because you you don't want to be pushed into touch, etc. The problem you have is that like the first thing I would have done to Duhan is say, right, Duhan, Hugh Jones is on your wing. Run at him. Run at him at full pace and absolutely smash them, smash him yeah. at full pace. Because Hugh Jones does not is you know, no, no disrespect to anybody, and I'm not I'm not calling him out as a, a bad person, but he's not a defender. He's his attacking game is stronger than his defence. We know yeah. And so, the game is ups, but it's um, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. But... I mean, like, the first time I saw Duhan, he slapped Alex Dunbar aside like a yeah, <laughs> like he wasn't yeah. there. And, and, and Alex Dunbar, Dunbar, one of the best defenders we've we've seen in in a Scottish centre shirt. You know, like Duhan's a massive talent, Craig. You're absolutely right. You you, you put him you put him against one on one against somebody. You're expecting him to go with the top of them, or yeah, of or at are. least at least at least get past them. Unfortunately, he he seemed. I think he's been defended out of his head. Because he's too, you know, he's always been marked by two people, and so he's now starting to go inside to look for space. But I actually think he's now at a stage where he could now just run. And and the days of Duhan at full pace seems to have kind of backed off a little bit. Darcy's not, uh, uh, you know, I'll just I'll just say one thing: Darcy is world class. I think Darcy oh, yes. is, 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 oh, is top top three, one of the, one of the best top three wingers in the world. Um, and the issue we have with Darcy is he's coming back from he's coming back from two things he's coming back from injury and also he's again he's two hand he's he's marked by everybody so um, he's it, it's it's an interesting one in that but the problem is and, and you, as you discussed just at the beginning as Ian said we we're not getting the balls out to them yeah yeah you know? well I'll come to you Ian now on that very point actually when I saw the teams released we me and girlfriend and a few others walk through the sides and we had Edinburgh on top on a, a fair few bits of the discussion. Like certainly in the back three, Edinburgh were way ahead because no disrespect to the Glasgow back three, but you know, one of them's a centre, one of them Josh McKay has flattered to deceive and I think he's come on to a game so well recently. And Kyle Rowe is a fairly unproven prospect at Glasgow at the moment. The centres were the bit we identified as being the issue. And Glasgow centres, McDowell and Tupelotu versus the Edinburgh centres, who I think are very good players, that was that was a complete mismatch for me. I thought and I thought that showed actually through the game. I thought McDowell and Tupelotu in particular got the better of the Edinburgh centres. And the the way that James Lang, I think, and Craig's identified this played I think slowed Edinburgh's play to the point where they couldn't actually utilise that world-class back three plus replacements that they had. <laughs> I think Glasgow just, you know, their attacking shape is they, they know what they're doing. Like um, two Piloto, who, you know, for a while I thought it was maybe just a flat track bully. Yeah. Uh, now a real man. What a great rugby mind he is! Like either at twelve or thirteen, his running lines are fantastic. You know, yeah. um, even though Stafford McDowell was named at twelve, sometimes two plotter would come in, and this thing like, he was when he was running crash ball, he was making meters. He made meters, whereas Curry and 
Uh, it was Mitchell Bennett, even I Bennett. Oh, sorry, Bennett, Lang and Bennett. Bennett, Bennett and half, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Lang had maybe one decent break, but then knocked on. Um, so he, he's like, like Craig said, he's. I mean, when he gets signed up from Harlequins, you were expecting, you know, he was sort of he'd been around the Scotland squad. You thought this is his chance to kick on. Really hasn't um, been overtaken by you know, two below two. And just, just, just interrupt just briefly because I like to be right. Uh, can you remember who at the time James Lang signed? Can you remember saying who who said I think he's a bang average player and I don't think he's going to kick on and do anything? Can you remember who I'm that was? Yes, it wasn't Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I still maintain I think you know I might get proven wrong, but I I think. I, I, I didn't like the James Lang signing. I thought it was a, a poor move from Edinburgh, and I didn't think he fit with what they were trying to do, so uh, I called it at the time. But... Do, you, do you remember the, there was that chat with Doohan a while ago, and he said about Finn. There was one game, Doohan wasn't getting his hands on the ball, but Finn came over and was like, look, man, you come in and look for work. Edinburgh yeah. need to do that to Doohan. It, like, yeah. the, the man seems devoid of confidence for some reason, despite the fact he's like a giant, handsome <laughs> like one of the, the best rugby wingers in the world uh, but the way Edinburgh played they were so slow there was never any chance like Craig was saying you know you get him one on one right? he's either going to go around or go over <laughs> and it, like, even if he doesn't even quite get over he's at least pushed one guy down some other guy's going to have to come over and defend him then he can offload they, he very rarely got that chance Um because Edinburgh was so flat and took so long to even try and get the ball wide. And is this where we start talking about Ali Price, perhaps? Well, we, we, we will come on to that very much in a second, but it's very interesting, Craig. Like, so before we go on to the Ali Price topic, we're talking about Edinburgh so... Like, this is quite negative, let's be fair, right? And I don't think this is negative from Glasgow fans. This is overall... We're, we're, we're not really buying into what Edinburgh tried to produce at the weekend... But they were winning to to the point where, you know, they were they were ahead in the scoreboard. They scored a very decent try. They had opportunities. I thought Wes Goosen in particular was very, very lively. They just didn't seem to convert any of the sort of opportunities they had. And then when the yellow card came for Gilchrist, and we'll talk about the lineouts. I'm, I've got. I've, I'm putting a standing order that we talk about the lineouts at some point, but um, it, it must be quite frustrating because they ha- they they could have what they could have won that game. Yeah, and and this is I had this discussion. I'm trying to think who I had this discussion with, but uh, oh, I, too too many people you speak about. Rugby yeah, team. I think I think <laughs> I had it. I had it with uh, Mister McGinty and, and and a couple of my mates that we met up for coffee the other day and. I had a discussion with them about it, and and for me, it's almost like we're slipping back to the days of them driving from one car park to the practice ground, and it's it's a really difficult. And I I don't want to be this negative, and I'm not trying to be hugely negative. What I'm worried about is that we don't seem to have our identity. We've lost it, even with even when we played, even when. Uh, um, when uh, with our previous coaches, we had we had a, a style of play, and my concern is is that we're kind of losing that, and and it's because we've got a mixture of coaches, 
We've got no no one steering the ship as such. Um, we've got a senior coach or whatever you want to call him. And until he, t- for me, I just feel that we could we could do with a a bit of identity, a bit of what I feel with the big difference. I feel with Glasgow is. If they miss a tackle and, and and a score goes in, I think every single one of that squad feels that. Um, I think when Edinburgh miss a tackle and a score goes in, not everyone in the squad cares. And 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 that sounds like a very sweeping statement, but being an Edinburgh fan for as long as I've been an Edinburgh fan, we continually deal with almost a lack of backbone. Um, at times we get ourselves into a position. We're in quarterfinals of, of uh, you know, of URC. We're in quarterfinals of um, of uh, European Cup and 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 um, thingy cup, uh, Challenge Cup, and we then get beaten by a side who want it more. Yeah. Um, and and I just we need an identity. We need something we want. You know, like for example, and I think someone made the point. I don't know if it was. Um, I must have seen it online, but they made a very good point, and it was like I know everyone laughs about you know names, but you've got Glasgow Warriors, and people can get behind that. Yeah, you're just Edinburgh rugby. You know the Gunners were was a good thing at that point. We could still be the Edinburgh Gunners. Yeah, and and it just gives you an identity, and it gives you something. So I I just feel that we we because we've got and and I've I'm, I've not yet to be convinced yet about our, our, our senior coach, but we, yes. because we've got this mixture of coaches and no one really seems to be driving it forward at the at the top, it's almost like Edinburgh's Edinburgh's coached by committee, whereas Glasgow is coached by Franco Smith. Yeah, I, th- I think that's an absolutely brilliant point, Craig. And I think you know we bo- we've often talked in this podcast about. Glasgow rugby and the Glasgow identity, you know, how Glasgow play rugby. And obviously a lot of the frustrations from fans came during the Danny Wilson era where he came in with the, I'm going to make it more pragmatic. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it was completely opposite to what Glasgow rugby, and yes, for those on audio, I'm making speechy marks with my fingers, but Glasgow rugby is a thing that we, yeah, Ian's trying to call me now. Uh, <laughs> It's a, it's a thing we believe in, and it's a thing, you know, you want to see your club play rugby in the way that you believe it should be played. And I don't, you're absolutely right. I don't think Edinburgh have that yet. I don't, I think they were getting there under Mike Blair. I think they were starting to develop a brand of rugby that fans could get behind. And obviously, the, the abrupt end to the Mike Blair tenure. And I don't think necessarily Everett's the man to do that. And I think you identified that right when the signing was made, Craig, that you didn't think necessarily he was the man to continue the player project. Well, you've you've gone through someone who absolutely would die for the club. Mike Blair was Edinburgh. You cut him in half and he bled Edinburgh Edinburgh colours. He was Edinburgh rugby. And and, and and to his detriment, he was Edinburgh rugby because he worked so hard that he got to a point where he just just went, nah, I can't do any more. And I just have this black cloud over the top of me when yeah. it comes to Edinburgh rugby and you just worry about it because you know and, and I keep saying this on, on, on this pod and also on other pods um, 
Glasgow, with the squad they have, Glasgow should not be doing what they are doing. Yeah. If you if and 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 I don't I don't mean this in any disrespectful way. What I'm trying to say is, if you look at Edinburgh and the money and the 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 internationals and the squad they have, the names they have, they should be where Glasgow are right now, um, and they are not. And and that's that's where that's where if anybody says, oh, you know, how can you how can you tell us that, that Edinburgh don't have any heart or they don't have this or they don't have that? If you look at the players that Glasgow have, the 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 club rugby players, and I'll tell you one thing, Glasgow will will, will work out better in the international period than Edinburgh will. Yeah, yeah, and because they are they are. You know they want to play for that badge. They are, you know, maybe it's because Franco put them out in the rain. Um, if uh, if they do not <laughs> you'll get into it. But you know, it's it's just. Sorry, I'm going on a bit there, Ian. I'm not giving you a chance, Ian. But I just, I, I just feel, I just feel very passionate. I love Edinburgh. I love the team. I want to be the biggest fan, but I just feel at the moment the team are. You know, people. You've got you've got certain members of the team like Wes Goosen, who has who spent a year in the sidelines because of injury. He's finally got his legs and he's playing incredibly well. Um, ben Velcott plays incredibly well. He plays with his heart on his sleeve. Um, Schumann, uh, Nell, even Ashman. Let's just. I thought, I thought Ashman would be very good actually at the weekend. I you know, he looked decent. Yeah, Hamish Watson. Is, yeah. is, is, is almost back to himself again. Yeah. They are players who care, but I just there's a few players there that I'm worried. This may not be this may not be true, but I'm worried they're playing for a paycheck rather than, 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 than Edinburgh. I think that's been an accusation that's been levelled at Edinburgh in the past as well. So you're absolutely right to call that out. Let's let's say one thing I was going to say. Um, oh, on, sorry. Brian, sorry. The, on you go, please. See, when, uh, uh, Craig, they were saying about like, what is Edinburgh's style of play. Now, I think over the last say 10, 15 years, they've always they've had great number nines, number nines who've directed stuff like like Blair or like Greg Laidlaw, right? And he, they they were the playmakers. And I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's like, it wasn't say a power oriented game, but it was a pragmatic style. You know, guys who right choices made at the right times yeah. and then you had great finishers like Visser or Van der Merver yeah. is the fact that Edinburgh have this kind of well it's I mean, now with Price as well they don't have it's pairings they don't have proper pairings they don't have midfield pairings they don't have a 9-10 they don't have a 10-12 you know who's who are the main playmakers there and who are the decision makers I think that's a very valid point. I think Edinburgh possibly have focused so much and it's possibly a legacy of the Cockrell era as well. The Edinburgh, you know, Cockrell obviously we'll discuss this at length. He came in with this this idea that he was going to make Edinburgh massive in the pack again. He was going to, you know, that was that was going to be their identity. And it feels like that has continued to a certain extent where they don't have those, you're absolutely right, those parents in the playmaking positions. Whereas you know, Glasgow seem to be able to fit. You know, we've got an academy nine who can come in. We've got a twelve who has been playing ten. You've got a guy coming back from long term injury at ten, and they all looked more comfortable with the decision making roles and the leadership role that they play 
than say Ben Healy, who is a, a you know I've waxed lyrical about Ben Healy. I think he's an absolutely fabulous player, and I love what Ben Healy does. But the difference between Ben Healy in the Scotland setup and Ben Healy in the Edinburgh setup is quite stark. So I think you're maybe onto something there, uh, Ian. Let's talk. You mentioned the name, so let's let's bring you know if you if you mention him three times, he'll appear behind you. Let's mention Ali Price, uh, Craig, Ali Price, returning to Scotstoun, um, made it, started for Edinburgh. Um, on the night, I thought he had a bit of a shocker. I watched it back. He wasn't as bad as I thought he was. Um, let, let's talk about his performance. Um, how, how, how did you think it went and where, where do we stand with this? We stand in a similar situation to Scotland at this moment in time um, where you've got, and also Glasgow um, in the days, where you have Ali Price who comes on, and also with the Lions as well, you have Ali Price who comes on and is designed to control the game and will box kick and will do this and will do that. Always has to have the ball presented just a specific way. If it's not, then he slows down and he has to fart about around the around the, around the ruck. Um, where, where you've got, you've got George Horn or you've got Ben Velicott coming off off the bench, and everybody goes, "Wow, look, you know, like for example, Ben Velicott came off the bench and got man in a match in one of the games, and he'd only played twenty minutes." Yeah. And, it's, and George Horn, I think, has done the same. Oh, absolutely, no doubt. Because because the because the 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 previ- the other nine is so slow is the wrong word um controlling yeah. and specific about what he's doing edinburgh it's called ta- tactical tactical we? tactical what edinburgh and, and again this is this is another situation uh, two things i would probably say that stifled us on the weekend um and it will stifle us this weekend because he's starting again for Edinburgh this weekend. Um, unless he speeds up like he used to be when he was younger, um, that's what, against the defence, against Glasgow's defence, if you don't get that ruck speed out and that ball out quickly, you, they are under control. Um, it's, uh, I was talking with um, one of my colleagues, coaching colleagues, Graham Binney, and, and we are talking about the... Um, the also, there was smudge as well. We're talking about um, when Edinburgh played Bath. Um, Edinburgh's box kick call and Bath's box kick call was the same. It's Eagle, right? And whenever you heard Eagle being shouted, the defence just lined itself up and received the ball. And this is this is the problem we have. We have this situation where when Ali Price starts pissing about at the back of the ruck, the defence gets itself set. And if you're a good defence like Glasgow has been, you're just putting the ball out to Healy, and Healy's Healy's um, options have have divided by fifty percent because of the the extra second, extra second and a half that's that's taken. That's where Ben Velicott and also George Horn, when when Ali Price was playing for Glasgow, looked so live wire and made such a big impression because they took apart. Well, in the second half, they take apart a tiring team. Especially in the URC, when you're dealing with the Benettons, the Zebras, the the the, the Cardiffs, the the, the Dragons, yeah. um, you, they take apart a tiring team. But the problem you have is when you're dealing with a fresh team or a team that are very very fit, 
you need to you need to have some sort of tactical difference. And unfortunately, being slow at the ruck does not work. How many times did Ali Price um, slow things down at the ruck or not go to the ruck and, and remove the ball out the ruck and Glasgow counter rucked and and caused problems? It was just difficult. It's interesting <coughs> as well because if you think about where Glasgow are just now, and actually I don't think necessarily the injury-enforced um, situation with James uh, Jamie Dobby, I almost called him James Dobby, I'm pretty sure that's his Sunday name, but <laughs> J- Jamie Dobby, like, so with with Ben Ashfar and George Horn, Glasgow don't change tact, and that will that will cost them at some point, you know, obviously, European games, etc., that will cost them, but Glasgow don't seem to do tactical controlling nine and then like fast paced lunatic. They seem to just go full lunatic. Yeah, but I mean, is, I mean, is George Horn full lunatic still? Yes, it this is. is what, thing. He absolutely is still full lunatic. You look at you there's look a at... moment during the game where he gets a ball looped to him. He, he goes. Um, I think I should kick this. Oh, I think I should pass this. Oh, I think I should hand off this guy. Oh, I'm panicking. I'm panicking. Step, go, and races. He's absolutely madcap still. Yeah, but we, but we call that. I mean, we 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 call that full lunatic. But if it was Finn Russell, we go. That's just Finn. That's just George. Yeah. That's, well, I think. No, we have to George. accept that he's. Um, no, he has, he has a, a, a wide array of skills. This is why he's he been does. Franco Smith starting nine for ages. Um, even like even a, a shank to box kick he did that I was watching yeah, off his was, left foot was better than an Ali Pace one, to be yeah. honest. Because Glasgow still got the ball back. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I know Price is an all-round player. Yes, he is fast, but that's what we want, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you know we look at... I mean, it's been the thing with Price over the last couple of years. I've been watching him and just like, see, at one of these stages, you're going to get pinged for taking more than eight years after the ref has called. Use it. it. Yeah, yeah, there was one. There like, was one in the game that he he was very close. To, he should have been pinged for it. It was quite bad. And I mean, I I don't necessarily agree with the whole like let's encourage them to move on and stuff like that, but he was, it was, I think he was about nine or ten seconds after the ref had called to use it. And it was huge. And he I just does his own thing. Well. It's just like, you know, it, you know, if the calls come up, you know, by the time he's rolled it back and pointed at another lock to get in the way, like, you be my guard, then everyone else was like, the, the entire defensive back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's a really difficult situation because you could, I could, if Ben Velikot was having the same problem, I would then turn around and see that, that that Edinburgh are struggling with presenting the ball in the ruck, getting the ball to back to the back to the hands. I'd also say maybe they're not getting themselves in position. There's not one off runner. There's only one off runners offering themselves up for the ball from Ali, etc. Um, but where the Mike Blair years have really taught everyone about Edinburgh is Edinburgh are lethal in attack if they have speed. Oh, they are, yeah. And that's where Glasgow. Um, and that's here, I think, and 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 all all of the Glasgow fans who were outraged that Ali Price has gone to Edinburgh, we need him, we need him here. I think it, I think Ali Price does not fit into Glasgow's game plan anymore. 
Um, right, and I think he went off to Edinburgh with, with Franco Smith's gift card and a box of chocolates and said, look, here's the taxi, I've paid for it. And and I think I think you'll probably find that at the end of this season, Ali Price will have signed a big money deal in, in, in France or in England and gone off to do something like that because I, I don't think he fits into either, either well, he may fit into Edinburgh's game plan if, if this is the way they're going, of big hitters and, and and kicking the ball all the time and 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 working on people's mistakes, but I just I wasn't that excited about him signing for signing for Edinburgh. The only time I really kind of um, get excited about it is is, is to, to relieve wind the stress up, wind, and wind, wind up Weegees. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, as you as you know, John <laughs> and Ian. Um, but um, but I think it's I think I'm I'm not entirely sure he's well, it looks like Scott Steele's um you know I'll, I'll injured a little bit longer than he had then I don't know if he's actually come off the injury injury list yet. But we've not seen him play yet. Um so I don't I just don't know. I I'm not entirely sure. Do you know one thing I thought was weird like in terms of tactics that Edward didn't use, seeing as they were sort of going for a power game? Ben Healy, big cross kicks up for Duhan. Duhan's yeah. uh, kick chasing ratio against South Africa, I mean, even though huge, like, yeah, even though everyone moaned about Duhan uh, playing for the Lions, every time he chased a kick in South Africa, yeah. South Africa didn't claim the ball cleanly. So yeah. why didn't why wasn't Ben Healy just launching a few bombs up there, going, "All right, huge Owens, Josh McKay, one of you is coming, chase this big six foot five lump." Well, air. that's the thing. Like, no, Hugh Jones, like, Hugh Jones is not, he's he's not a great defender, and 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 we actually talked about it beforehand. That again, you're talking. He's he's a guy. He's not a winger. He's not a winger in a month of Sundays. You know, he can't. And whilst we all go right, he's only shifting one out the line and stuff like that. The defensive aspect of it is huge. It's so different. You, you know, defending at thirteen versus defending at fourteen, massive. And then Josh Mackay is not a big lad. As a as a fullback, I think he's very I think he's very good as a fullback, but he's not a big he's not a traditional six foot two, six foot three fullback who's coming out and battering people out the road and taking high ball. He's not that type of fullback. And he, he made a couple of high ball mistakes. And Edinburgh got some ground from kicking and then stopped doing it and started throwing the ball about and just it seemed quite willy nilly what they were doing, just like lob it about. One, the 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 point I kind of took from the match was Edinburgh wanted their one up runners to batter Glasgow and just score tries. They thought yeah. we can, we can individually outplay Glasgow, and best well in the world, that's never going to happen in any rugby game at professional level. Like you've got world class talents, but. You know, systems are in place for a reason. It was, it just yeah. seemed bizarre. Uh, you know, it's, it's. Oh, I don't know. I think, I think, I think if we could, uh, I think if we can get our set piece working out a little bit better. I, I, I the first scrum I think was a travesty. I was absolutely <laughs> shouting, at, shouting at the telly because um, everyone's going on about oh, uh, WP nil. You know, uh, he'd moved. He'd, he'd moved his his bind. Said, um, "What's his name? What's this dress?" Uh, Sam, Sam Grove White. Sam Grove White. Oh, he moved his bind, and to be perfectly honest, that 
I'm not going to swear because this is going out uh, not just to the patrons further down the line, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut a little bit that way. But that was absolute rubbish. And and as far as I was concerned when I was watching it, and, and eventually Batty did get pinged for it, it was just hinging. Um, and I, 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 I agreed with that first one as well, to be fair. You know, and then and then there was um, uh, don't get me wrong. I've, I've got. I think Xander has become. I think. I think now and for the last year, I think Xander has become the the, the prop that the tight head yeah. prop that we with, need. Whisper it and whisper it because we don't want the rest of the world to know. But I thought Xander had Schumann in the set piece. He actually had. Well, I'm I, I'm not so sure about the set piece. Um, but uh, because Schumann is is not, he's very good in the set piece, I think he is. But I he's, thought Xander got, got the better him. Yeah, there's there's very, and and that's just why I'm trying to say it. But that's what I say about Xander being being such a you know a, a good tight head now. Um, you've you've got a situation with with Schumann. If you look at Schumann against international tight head props, he's got them on toast. Oh, definitely. Um, so I think what you have to you have to look at with with. with Xander's, Xander's um, old technique of, of, of putting as much pressure on as he possibly could and having his legs quite far back caused him a lot of trouble. And that, I think that's that's changed and he's, he's, he's actually... He has moved his stance. So he, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, so yeah I, it's an interesting one. Um, and I'm, I'm really, 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 no matter what I say in our, our chat group that we have, um, I'm really <laughs> interested to see... Um, Six Nation hooker selection because it's, I reckon it's, I reckon it could be Johnny Matthews. I I I I don't know. Dave 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 Cherry was honking when he came on. By the way, he was um, awful. Matthews starts for a bit. Oh, the, we were talk, we were going to talk about Ma, the lineouts. Ma, Ma, there was a lot no, of. We'll, we'll come on to the lineouts in a second. We'll, once we've had this hooker debate. I thought Dave Cherry, there was a couple of moments, Dave Cherry looked disinterested. I thought he didn't look the same player that he's he's been for Edinburgh. I, I like Dave Cherry as a player. I think he, he's had his moments. I thought he looked awful. Ashman was decent. I thought Ashman might be actually in with a shout. Turner is the same absolute potential bomb scare that he always is. And Josh Turner's either like a 9 out of 10 or a Three. Know, whatever, <laughs> whatever, yeah, exactly. Johnny, Johnny Matthews is the most consistent out of the lot of them. But also his stars were rubbish. Uh, there was a couple of bad calls. There was, well, right, well, I mean, might as well go on to who goes line outs. Let's, let, let, let's talk line outs. Let's go on to line outs. So, first of all, um, the point I wanted to make about uh, line out. So apparently, the way to stop the Glasgow Mollyan is to just uh, jump across the line, and it was finally refereed properly because uh, the last two games it hasn't been. And all of a sudden, we get some 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 traction from it because you can't stop the Glasgow Mall unless you do it illegally. No, especially not because Johnny Matthews is there, but. Uh... <laughs> I mean, there was two on the right wing. I love the fact that you're sitting there. I can't believe you could both sit there and go, Johnny Matthews controls them all ever so well. He's such a fantastic... And it's like, hang on a minute. What about the the other seven players that are involved in the line-out in the mall? They're the ones that are doing the hard work. He's just hanging on at the back. I I, 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 I think you've uh, you've preempted any. (laughs) 
I think I simply you know. said the mall, the mall as a unit. I shot my bolt, Ian. I apologize. Very, very well. Yeah. The, the, the mall as a unit works well. Chris. Am I speaking out already? Um, <laughs> no, his darts aren't great. Um, and there was, but I mean, because there, there was that two on the right wing, yeah, uh, where penalties get called, and then there was one he messed up. Ali Price went to clear it, get huckled out, then it ended up going to the other side, yeah. And then and he messed up Edinburgh, Edinburgh's ill discipline at that point was absolutely disgraceful. Yeah. Like the number of times you get called for like taking guys in there, side entry, it's like. It, it reminded me of a game, um, a, one of the COVID games, like Bradbury ended up playing at lock for Edinburgh against Ulster. Yeah. And Ulster scored about 800 tries <laughs> off a of mouse. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> I know that's an exaggeration, but I, I genuinely think it was seven. Their hooker scored a hat-trick. Yeah. Bradbury got penalised. I think it's the most times I've ever seen a player get penalised. It was like six or seven penalties given against them. Three or four were for Line out infringements because he they kept on going too early, and it was just he saw it again and again, and that that was just that's a coach killer. He was like, "Good God, lads, are you trying to get us to lose?" Um, I, I think I think that's that's I've seen this before. I've seen, you know, for example, we were I think it was against Cast. Um, you know, we were down on the five meter line, line out, and we we lost the ball to. To them, you know, we had the opportunities. I think what what I I like Grant Gilchrist a lot. I think he's, from what I'm told by many people, he's a world class lineout specialist. The problem I have is that he goes, he gets thrown up and across, he's or across, or, the, or they or they, or they go in early, yeah. right when they're defending. Um. Referee penalises, has a word with them, he puts on his puppy dog face and looks like he's going to greet. And then the next line out, he does exactly the same thing. And this is what annoys me, is the fact that Edinburgh can... Where Glasgow... Glasgow basically try to run the ball side to side and then they get a penalty off you and then they ping it into the corner and then they've got an incredibly strong... Um, line out drive when they catch the ball or when the ball's thrown in straight, um, <laughs> and 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 they're st- you struggle to defend against them and they score a try. Edinburgh are similar, as in they can march themselves up the pitch, get themselves up the pitch, then they've got a line out on your five meter and then they guff it, um, <laughs> and then and then they give away a penalty, balls bunt bunted down to the twenty meter line. And then all of a sudden, the, the team that you all of a sudden you've gone from a, a, almost on the on the, the team that you're playing against line, pressurising them, putting all the pressure on them. You're then all of a sudden back on you know you've got the pressure back on you, and it's and, and Edinburgh are you know one one penalty, ball gets kicked down to halfway. Next penalty, balls down to five meter. Yeah. It just it's you know just you say it's a coach killer. Yeah, absolutely as the line out is it's huge in the modern game and i think it's it's telling like i think I, I, I agree with craig i think both glasgow and edinburgh have very very strong attacking line outs i think the difference and what i probably saw at the weekend from edinburgh was the the mall defense they quickly reverted to illegally stopping malls whereas you see good good teams 
generally will have an answer for them all. Um, it may or may not. You look at it from a from a from a one eyed perspective. You look at it and go, "Yeah, he's swimming. He's doing this. He's doing that." But the referee is always on side with it. And Edinburgh didn't seem to have that necessarily. You know, the ones that Glasgow messed up were, as you see, in poor calls, poor throws, poor you know, poor darts. Um, but yeah, we the line out was. We some of those though. Scott we Cummings. did. Yeah, Scott's Scott. I think Scott how Cummings underrated is, is that? Scott guy, Cummings is the best locks Holland have. Right by a and, by a long way. A like, long see way. when I mean I like Gank. Grant Gilchrist as well, right? I think he's a good, solid, you know, he's a big lump of a guy who's very good on a mall, good on a scrum, good on a line out. Uh, but see if you, like, at the World Cup when we had him and Richie Gray, it's just it's too, too cumbersome. There's, there's no dyna- dynamism there. Scott Cummings is excellent at defensive line out. Uh, you know, he gets up well and he's he carries better than both of them. He, he's yeah. actually one of the few guys who runs onto a ball nicely. Yeah. I think Cummings is, I mean, what is he now? He's 26, 27? Yeah, he's and in he's coming in now. He's keep, man. He, he's we need to get him playing more often because I think he's, he's the best lock we have by quite a distance. Yeah. I, I think I think you're, you're bang on there. I think I think that's where, um, you know, I think he's I think he's got his he's got his detractors. He's got problems because he's he's obviously not getting a lot as much game time as he probably needs at Glasgow at this moment in time. It's starting because you know, obviously. The American Ben Greg Pearson is uh, getting a lot of game time. Uh, well, he's him. he's away um, after the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and is he com- and, and Cummings has been coming back. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, um, got, got a lot of Whereas the problem big. we have is uh, the, the big problem we have is again you've you've identified a little bit, and, I, and this this is since from my side of things, this sounds an incredibly negative podcast, and I apologise to the Edinburgh fans that are watching or listening, <laughs> um, because I'm I'm not meaning it to be. I'm just a little bit dissatisfied at the moment, and I'm finding it difficult. Frustrated. Uh, yeah, and and I find I'm, I'm I'm concerned with what the SRU are doing. You know, if if, if everybody is has been going on about um, the Ali Price move and this that the other being SRU driven, then I'm concerned what the SRU are doing to Edinburgh because. Because as as I've said before, I think they seem to be coached by a committee at this moment in time, and I'm not just talking about coached by a committee of coaches. I'm talking about coached by people in Blazers at the same time. Yeah, totally. Where they, where we have an issue with is, is is with Grant Gilchrist and also Glenn Young. Is if you watch them when they when they do when they are tackled and they are in contact, they do tend to lie around on the ground an awful lot of time. Um, even W, even VP will get himself roll, barrel roll himself out and get himself out of the way with a, with a power belly. Um, so I just find it, I, f- I find it a little bit frustrating on that side of things. I find it very difficult to watch at times. Um, you know, whereas you got, for example, you, you look at Luke Crosby, for example. Luke Crosby is a is like is like Cummings. You know, I'm not saying he's a lock, but you know, Luke Crosby goes into contact and yeah. makes a hole, whether he's, whether you, there's a hole there or no, he makes a hole, you know. There's there's dynamism there and he seems to accelerate into contact. He makes he makes the yards. He's not perfect, but that but I think that's what we see with Cummings as well. We have so many good like sevens. <laughs> so many good flankers. I d I don't think how, Crosby's how do a seven. Sit? I don't think Crosby's a seven. Six. I, I think Crosby's a six. I think Crosby and Ali Miller are probably competing just now. 
at yeah. that. I don't think Ali Miller's an eight for what it's worth either. But I, th- I think, and he he's been a revelation for the last two games. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's worked Man, for his chance. That, that try where he burst in the wing against Bale. Oh, Bale and skinned the winger, skinned him. Yeah. And that's a, that's him because he's a sevens player. You know? He's a sevens player. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, and yeah. that's the thing, like, and that's so coming on to this weekend, that's what's going to offer a very, very different challenge to the Edinburgh back row. Craig, Glasgow have picked a very, very quick back row. Yeah, I think I think it'll be an interesting. Uh, um, I, I'm, I think you'll probably find it. Healy will be a little bit more protected, as in kicks and and also um, the the arrows for the for the lineouts. I'm not saying that Healy's taking them, but um, the the arrows and <laughs> the lineouts as well will be a little bit more protected because it's inside the ball of Murrayfield, so the wind will not be if there is any wind, you'll not see it as much. Um, and this is where again, I, I okay, uh, absolutely, I I totally and utterly see the logic of if you can sell thirty three thousand tickets. For an Edinburgh Edinburgh Glasgow I'll match, you're going to, you're, yeah, of course you're going to do it. You know, you're not going to just say no, no. We're just going to sell seven and a half thousand, and that's it. But that's the difficulty with with you know playing in Murrayfield. Mm-hmm. If they're going to do something like that, then I, I I do feel we should we should have two both legs at Murrayfield. You know, um, because you can make it a home match. No, no matter for Glasgow, you can make it a home match because the, I'm telling you, there's probably. There's probably seventeen to twenty thousand Glasgow fans coming, and the rest are going to be going to be Edinburgh fans. You know. Well, people have said it's not going to feel like a an away match. Like a lot of Glasgow no. players have said that. So no. So so I think I think there's that. I think I think we'll hopefully um, work a, work a bit harder in the contact area, and and we'll hopefully move the ball a little bit more. Um, Bennett coming in at, at uh, in, into the centre partnership is interesting. Yep. I'm not sure where we are with Bennett. I love Bennett. I thought, and when we're talking about pairings, him and Matt Scott were at, him and Matt Scott or him and Jimmy Johnson were absolutely phenomenal for Edinburgh. Yep. Um, and and you know, God, what did we? What were we doing? Getting rid of Matt Scott. Um, but anyway. Um, <laughs> We'll we'll have to see where we are. If we can, if if he's on his game, Bennett will be devastating. If Bennett is is showing his current form, um, we're in a little bit of trouble. We'll have to see. And from the Glasgow perspective, Ian, a uh, couple of couple of pretty big changes actually in terms of you know new playmaker Tom Jordan coming into ten. You're continuing the huge ones wing experiment because we have no wings available <laughs> to us. Um, but ultimately, I've, you know, obviously Tom Gordon coming in the back row as well. Ali Miller at eight. It's a massively mobile Glasgow team. If they get front football, that could be quite terrifying. Um, yes, yeah, like yeah, I said on our you know, little group chat when I saw the back row, it's like, that's just mobility everywhere. It's like three open sides practically. Um, even though we've just yeah. Ali Miller maybe not being a seven, but um, I, I don't I don't think he is a seven, but he's a, he, he's got the mentality of a seven started, and the pace. Yeah. Then you look at the, the Edinburgh back row. You you've got Richie at seven, so it's uh, you've got yeah. Crosby, Richie, Matha against uh, Gordon, Darge, and Gordon, Ali It's Gordon, Darge, and Ali. Uh, yeah, which are our three so sevens. It's it's. it's, it's in, Really, kind of weird matchup. 
I think the weather going to play a bit of a factor. I, yeah. I don't know what's like, I mean, like the last two days it's been absolutely horrific down here. Yeah, uh, and it, it, was, like, you know, it was pretty bad through in Edinburgh the other day as well, but I don't the, think the, it's as bad. So Jordan, I mean, Ross Thompson's obviously, you know, it was his first game for a while, um, and I thought he did pretty well. We're, we're not entirely convinced on Thompson at the moment, are we? I don't think. Is he? Pro I don't level. know if he's. I don't don't know if he's fit. I think. Great, I think he's great I think tea he's a, kicker. I think he's um, a URC ten at the moment. I think he yeah. really is. But I think it's great to see saw, him back. It's great to see him back. It really is. Mm. I think the difference Tom Jordan brings is that physicality. You saw yeah. it at the weekend as well. He comes on at ten. He is a bludgeon, and he does have the skills to kick. He does have the skills to pass. But oh, does he love running over the top of somebody? Yeah, at the Bulls, he was kind of like switching between ten and twelve. Um, you know, like you said, big lads. You know, he, he's got a good running game. Aye. Um, he can make a big difference. Uh, we've got horses, of course, in midfield. Like Staff McDowell. McDowell can be either amazing or that he has these. He, he seems to throw in one pure bomb scare kick every game. Yeah. Like either but one I, that goes out in the full or something that bounces yeah. off a shin. But I think the difference um, with McDowell just now is you watch Stafford McDowell, his bomb scare games, he's still a 7 out of 10. Like consistently, he is Glasgow's best centre consistently every game he plays. Because he's and played every game. And yeah, exactly. That's definitely. He's the new Sam Johnson. <gasps> he, he is literally the new Sam Johnson, but tall, taller, and Sam handsome. Yeah, exactly. Christine on Coke. That's who <laughs> Sam Johnson is. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to edit that. Coca Cola, I think it, yeah. Sugar high. Yeah. Uh, French yeah, yeah. French Coca Cola. D two Coca Cola. Right, okay. right. Let's let's we're we're fast approaching our limit here, guys. Um right. The weekend predictions, predictions time. Uh, I'll come at you, Craig Manson. Uh, what's the score and who takes home the eighteen seventy two? I think the score's gonna be there's gonna be a score in it. And I think it's gonna be an Edinburgh win. Um yeah. but I think uh, Glasgow take the 1872, top okay. home. Right. Ian? Um, I think we're going to nick it. Uh, Edinburgh will... It'll be quite tight for a while then, but as Edinburgh chased the, the, the aggregate the sil- victory. The, the silver. The, the Josh Horn intercept off, ah. dished off the Hugh Jones. There we go. Uh, Glasgow win by four points and 1872 is uh, in its rightful home. It is, it is over in Scotland. Rightful home. Home. I reckon if Glasgow get on top, I reckon it could be a bit of a route. Actually, I think Glasgow could bonus point Edinburgh and it will not be close at all if Edinburgh show anything like they did at the weekend. Um, so that's Which was my nothing. That was nothing. That was my see, the, thing is, so the thing is, you see that though, and actually, Edinburgh with 15, 15 men on the field do have Glasgow under control at times. The problem is, and, and what happened at the weekend, was they went down to, te- to 14 men, and a, and a, and a fast-attacking, rabid Glasgow 
went at them. Yeah. And 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 I think I think that's the big difference. The big difference between the two teams is Glasgow go to fourteen men and you struggle to get a point past them. Um, you know, if they're on their if they're on their yeah, um, their, their game. Whereas Edinburgh, they go down to fourteen men, you're guaranteed a try. You know, um, and that's the that's the that's the that's the issue. Um, and I suppose I suppose it's Mikey Adams in this weekend, so there's no chance Edinburgh will go down to fifteen. So. What has Holly Davidson got to do to get a, an 1872? Like, she's uh, like literally, um, you know, Mike Adamson is like, I don't even know what supermarket he is anymore. Um, but Holly Davidson is like Waitrose times a billion compared to Mike Adamson's Asda. Um, he's awful, and Holly should be refereeing this game all day. It's it's unbelievable, but anyway, Adamson, I hate him. I genuinely hate him. I can't hack him. I think he's a terrible referee for both sides. It's going to be awful. <laughs> All right, that man's just sitting the fence over, don't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you how I really think. No, but um, like Holly Davidson's so much better referee. It's ridiculous. A, like a billion times better. No, one of the like, one of the most penalised games I've ever seen. Was, she was in charge. It was a uh, Mar against I think Curry or Hoyk, and it was like top of the table stuff. So that it was, yeah. it was like proper gritty, nasty. And every time she played this, I was like, "Yeah, that's absolutely justified." Yeah, I've fair. got absolutely yeah. no issues with this at all. That's completely the right call. That's fair. Right. Well, that that will bring us to the end of our fabulous eighteen seventy two special. Um, we will be back in the new year. I'll see you all in 2024, uh, fans. Nice. But uh, for now, it's good night from Ian, Craig, and myself. Bye. Ciao. Ciao.